and welcome to HSBC's Eventing News. I'm Sam Lloyd and each month we'll bring you all the stories and personalities from the world of three-day eventing. Coming up in the programme. It's a cool customer who takes the win in Kentucky. And the 7,500 people in front of the grandstand rising and applauding the British winner of this event here in Kentucky. A wonderful, confident clear round. But for one rider, all hopes of the Grand Slam are dashed. It's going to be a disappointment, but at the same time, very, very fortunate to be put in the likes of Pippa Funnel and Andrew Hoy. Um, so, you know, there'll be another day, and in the grand scheme of things, I'm still here and still got a lot of wins left in me, hopefully. And do we get an insight into the cross-country course at Badminton? I think this year's course is a mixture of the old and the new. We've got all the traditional sites. We've got the quarry and the lake and Huntsman's Close and the Vicarage Ditch and so on. Um, and I try to ring a few changes each year and produce one or two. They're not wholly new, but, but new wrinkles on an old theme. But first, as we enter another busy season, let's recap on how the competition works. The HSBC FEI Classics is a thrilling series based on five four-star events, namely Kentucky, Badminton, Lumulan, Burley and Poe. The top ten placed riders at each event will receive points, and whoever has the most points at the end of the series wins. Meanwhile, there's a new look to the HSBC FEI World Cup Eventing Series, and with 12 events in 10 countries across three continents, this is a truly global series that is attracting the world's best horses and riders. It has the same format as the HSBC FEI Classics, where points can be claimed at each round. And already there have been wins from Mara Dean on her veteran 15-year-old Irish-bred Nikki Henley at Tallahassee, while Australian rider Megan Jones and Kirby Park Irish Jester claimed victory in Kahikihi, New Zealand. to the first of the HSBC FEI Classics and the Rolex Kentucky three-day event. But for many of the riders, the pressure was on before even the start of competition, with William Fox Pitt and Oliver Townend seeking out any form of transport to get to their destination after flights were cancelled from the UK due to the volcanic ash. For Townend, who of course won the HSBC FEI Classics title last year, his journey took 51 hours from his home in Shropshire to Kentucky that included three flights, two train journeys, three car rides including a taxi fare from Paris to Madrid where he boarded a Miami-bound holiday charter flight along with Fox Pitt. We got here, we got those two flights and... um you know, we were very, very lucky that I could get down to Madrid. Ollie got there on trains and taxis and God knows how. It's been, been eventful. And I kept on thinking, it better be worth it. You know, you think this is the kind of time when you make all that effort and you fall off. So I'm, <laughs> that'll be one thing in my mind tomorrow. God's sake, don't fall off. But if off. you win it, my goodness. It, because it. Britain, you have to think about it. OK, Lucinda got it under the Australian mm-hmm. Cup banner last year. We've only, Pippa's only ever won this event when she completed the Rolex Grand Slam. So from a Brit to win it, it would be something special. We're a long way off that. I think you just stop talking about winning it right now. Um, I didn't come here with that expectation. I came here with a very nice up-and-coming horse, hoping for a, a good performance at his first four-star and anything else would be a bonus. I've come here quite a few times before with um, various super horses, never managed to win it. So 
I'm, there's no reason why that should change now. So, onto the competition, and day one of the dressage was dominated by the Americans, with Karen O'Connor and Mandibar leading the pack. But on day two, the leaderboard took on a new look, with William Fox Pitt claiming the top spot with a score of 42.8 on Cool Mountain at this, his first outing at a four-star event. I mean, he was terrific. I couldn't be more delighted with him. I don't think he made a single mistake, and, you know, you... You know, the, the judges are keeping keeping those marks down a bit. Let's hope it stays that way right till the end. There's a few more good ones to go. Um, but f as far as, you know, expectations of the horse and um, how he behaved today, couldn't, couldn't be more delighted. Um, big atmosphere in there. First time in the four, doing a four-star test and um, he really came up with the answers. So, onto the cross country, and all eyes were on overnight leader William Fox Pitt. William was the inaugural winner of the HSBC FEI Classic Series, also team silver medalist in Athens, team bronze in Hong Kong. His ride today, Cool Mountain, a 10-year-old British bred gelding owned by Teresa Stockford Sackville. Cool Mountain and William Fox Pitt. Clear through the mushrooms and the covered bridge. There we have eight left to start now as William Fox Pitt and Cool Mountain turn for the angled rails. Beautifully through the angled rails. And once again, William Fox Pitt was in superb form to hold on to the outright lead with Cool Mountain, producing one of just ten double clear rounds. Personally, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Um, cool Mountain came up with all the answers. Um, he was really genuine and gave me a superb ride. I think, um, you know, I couldn't have, couldn't have hoped for him to, to read the questions as well as he did. And I um, you know, just hope he's feeling as, as good tomorrow. And the way you adapted it as you were riding at a four-star level, did he give you a really exciting feel? He certainly did. I think, um, you know, we, we had a very, a very smooth ride and I think that I was, I was very happy with how he was responding and the way he jumped through some of the bigger fences was, was amazing. I think that, yes, towards the end he got a little bit weary and kept trucking along, but um, he'll come on for that and he'll, he'll develop a lot and I'm very excited about him. But for fellow Brit Oliver Townend, well, his hopes of claiming the Rolex Grand Slam were dashed when he suffered a fall on Ashdale Cruise Master. Well, Oliver, I really didn't want to be talking to you under these circumstances. Um, how do you feel right now? Um, OK, just relieved that my horses are both well. I was really pleased with both horses, obviously, until the point of disaster. But at the same time, we'll all live to fight another day and, you know, really pleased that they're all safe and in one piece. It, I have to say, watching it, it looked a horror fall. Talk us through what actually happened in the, in the lead-up and how you saw the fall. The horse was going unbelievable. He um, was giving me a real good spin. Everything was coming up on good distances. You know, he's a top, top, top-class horse. Um, don't know him that well, but don't see that he's going to make many mistakes like that in his career. Um, and I do feel that he just did make a mistake, you know, he was perhaps took a blow at the top of the hill, perhaps just spotted, you know, perhaps didn't jump high enough and spotted the steps on landing. Um, 
so just didn't basically get high enough but at the same time you know it was a cruncher of a fall and I can't remember much of it. Difficult to know exactly when you'll be back but what's your feeling uh, any chance I know you're the toughest they come I'm sure you'd love to be competing in badminton but is that a is that a no-go? No um, unfortunately they've laid me off for 21 days because I was unconscious but at the same time you know I didn't think that I was going to go to badminton this year and win it's a bit of a rearranging year for me this year the two old grey boys Flint Curtis and Carousel Quest are you know coming towards their latter years so we're going to give them an early part uh, you know an easy part the early season from there on we'll see what they want to do just having a bit of a rearranging year and you know come out fighting another time But back to all the action in Kentucky and the final phase, the show jumping. Could William Fox Pitt keep his cool and take the win on Cool Mountain? Let's listen to commentary from Rupert Bell. He's through the treble. Three more fences to go. Crowd applauding. Time 72 seconds at the moment. Now to the next fence. He's over that one. Two fences to go. If he jumps this one clear, he is the winner. And he's over it. And that means that the champion here in Kentucky is William Foxpit. A brilliant performance, has won, has led throughout, won the dressage, was clear in the cross country, and the seven and a half thousand people in front of the grandstand rising and applauding the British winner of this event here in Kentucky. A wonderful, confident, clear round, and William Foxpit clenches his fist in delight. He's now won badminton, Burley, and now he's won Kentucky. A terrific effort from William Fox Pitt. What a performance here in the States. Well, I guess, yeah, you call that a dream, really. I think, um, you know, I, I hoped he'd go well, and he did. And I'm just, you know, very, very happy that he, he went as well as that and um, that he's come out on top. And as I said, to beat two top horses, um, like the, the ones that finished second and third, is... Is fantastic, and yeah, I'm very proud of him. To to achieve it, though, I mean, it's been fraught for you getting here. But the way the show jumping went today, you you weren't hanging around. You sort of went got got on straight on with it. Well, yeah, the, the show jumping is always a nightmare. It's um, it's like the part of it that we all dread probably more than any other phase because there's so much hanging on it, and you just do. You have to get on with it, and it took a long time coming. I'm telling you that that today is the slowest morning ever, and um, and I believed he could jump well, and um, you know, we had in the warm-up, it didn't go quite to plan, but, you know, there was Becky there, there was Kim there and me there, and we were having a bit of a laugh because, you know, none of us really knew what was going to happen. So, um, you know, when I went in there, I just set him off and, and just hoped I'd give him a good ride, and he, he, he jumped out of his skin. Meanwhile, second was Philip Dutton on Woodburn. He's a really good horse and um, getting better all the time. Um, he's obviously always been a good cross-country horse, and the... Dressage is getting better and he showed jump very well today. So. And that was the key. And you put it there going around and putting in a good round, put pressure on the others so that you knew you weren't giving it away, were you? Yeah, I was pretty determined. I wanted him to show jump well. and uh, So that was good. I was really proud of him and he's come out of it well. So uh, we look forward to September for him. And Becky Holder and Courageous Comet were third. 
I'm absolutely thrilled with the way the weekend went. Um, this is our best four-star show jumping finish to date, and I think that our finishing score is actually quite close to the one that we finished on when we were second but had two rails um, two years ago here at Kentucky, once again behind Philip. But it, it was a wonderful competition. I was thrilled with the horse and, and thrilled with the way Comet went and jumped. So I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. But it was William Fox Pitt who reigned supreme, taking his first ever victory in Kentucky and making a superb start in his quest for the HSBC FEI Classics title. Well, there's little time to pause for breath for William with a focus now on the Mitsubishi Motors Badminton Horse Trials and the second of the HSBC FEI Classics, with once again a seriously impressive entry list with the event attracting the world's top riders and another superb competition on the cards. I caught up with event director and course designer Hugh Thomas to get an insight into what the riders will face in terms of the cross-country course. Well, as usual, I think this year's course is a mixture of the old and the new. We've got all the traditional sites. We've got the quarry and the lake and Huntsman's Close and Vicarage Ditch and so on. Um, And I try to ring a few changes each year and produce one or two. They're not wholly new, but, but new wrinkles on an old theme, let's put it that way. Um, I think the early part of the course is characterised by two, three complexes, the quarry, Huntsman's Close and the lake, uh, which are quite difficult. Uh, Then they have the very intense area down in the vicarage fields with a slightly new problem question at the Colt Pond. And then the last part of the course is is fairly similar uh, to a couple of years ago when we went in the same direction, but probably with a little bit more difficult towards the end so I'm hoping that the riders will realise they need to keep a bit of petrol in the tank Let's talk about the entry list once again very impressive indeed Yep, lots of good people. Um, you've got to put Tina Cook at the top. She's been here many times, but uh, Minus Frolic, that wonderful horse that she's brought on over the last few years that, on which she won the European Championships last year. And very exciting to see that horse in his first badminton. Um, I suppose she wouldn't thank me for saying so, but I suppose she'd probably start favourite or close to favourite. Uh, lots of very good overseas riders. Um, got to mention Andrew Nicholson. He's been here more times than I can count and got round more than anybody else. But just at the moment, he's got a couple of horses that I think are as good as any he's ever ridden. Um, should be very exciting. And we will, of course, bring you all the excitement from Badminton in next month's programme. Can William Fox Pitt continue his superb form? Well, we'll have to wait and see. So until the next time, it's goodbye.